From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, May 30th. Utah Governor Spencer Cox was in Moab on Friday to present the Multicultural Center with the Spirit of Service Award. While there, he spoke with reporter Justin Higginbottom about his office's focus on rural issues in our state. Governor Spencer Cox was born and raised in largely rural San Pete County. That's well outside the political power center of the Wasatch Front. He often says that this is a reason his office has focused on rural issues in the state. One of the largest of those issues, as those in Moab know, is housing. Historically, we have not had a, um, a, a housing crisis or a housing affordability crisis in rural Utah. That was more common in the cities than, than in rural areas. But now we're seeing it through, throughout Utah, um, and especially for our, our workers and, uh, and in those communities that are impacted by, by tourism. He says it comes down in part to funding, what the state can provide to help ease housing demand. According to Cox, Moab may be in luck. We did get funding uh, this year from the legislature for more workforce housing, and uh, that that our new budget year starts on July 1st, so we will have more funds available, and I know this is an area where they're looking at potential projects. If funds from the legislature aren't enough, Cox says that he's open to Grand County's tourist tax dollars being spent on housing. Currently, the state restricts how that revenue is used. But I believe that infrastructure is really important to tourism, uh, that, that people need to have a good experience, and of course that means the people that are working too. So, so I'm, I'm always open to looking at new and additional ways to use that funding uh, in, in ways that local governments would, uh, would want them to be used. Speaking of state power over local government, Cox says that as population centers like Salt Lake City and St. George continue to grow, he wants rural areas to have a voice. He says that was the reasoning behind his office creating the new position of senior advisor for rural affairs. We've been able to get a disproportionate amount of funding for rural Utah. Uh, when you realize about 85% of our state lives in, in just a few geographical locations, uh, the, the, the legislature's been very generous, but it has to be intentional. We have to be constantly vigilant and constantly raising our voices and letting them know the, uh, the issues and the, and the solutions. Other than housing, there's another shortage in rural Utah, essential workers like teachers and police officers. Cox says that increased salaries may help. We, we, we just had record funding for, uh, for our schools and our teachers this year, and I'm, I'm very proud of that. It's not enough. We, we need more. Uh, but, but the housing issue is absolutely impacted by that, and, and we've seen that. Again, he says it comes back to housing. And there, he has thoughts that may sound familiar in Moab about short-term rentals. That's another issue we'll be looking at this next legislative session is, you know, is there a way to balance? I'm a private property rights person. I think it's important. But if, if you can have too many VRBOs and then there's no homes for people to live in. There have been a number of controversial proposed infrastructure projects in the state, like the Book Cliffs Highway or the Uinta Basin Railway. But Cox says there are projects that most can agree on. We've specifically invested additional transportation funding in and around our, our tourism and national parks areas for, for, for that very purpose. Uh, we, this year, we have approved a significant infrastructure funding increases. In fact, again, record almost a billion dollars in infrastructure spending around, uh, around water 
and, and, and uh, water infrastructure. Uh, we're trying to do more around wastewater too, wastewater projects that are so important in environmentally sensitive areas. And, uh, and then broadband is another one that, that isn't controversial, that is, is really big and helpful. He also notes his office will focus on electric vehicle infrastructure to make sure drivers can get a charge in rural areas. Cox headed to Monument Valley later this day for signing of a landmark federal water settlement with the Navajo Nation. Tribal residents in Utah are like the rule of the rule. They often lack even basic services provided to the rest of the state. The lieutenant governor, my lieutenant governor, Deidre Henderson, uh, that, that is one of her, her assignments specifically is to work with the tribes, and she's doing a tremendous job. In fact, she's been down there since yesterday. Uh, again, she's made several visits to the tribe. We have a great relationship there. Uh, in fact, I, I would say our relationship right now is maybe better than it's ever been um, with, with the Navajo tribe. Cox points to more funding as a potential solution to many of rural Utah's ills. At least with water infrastructure on the Navajo Nation, it seems that part is solved. The bipartisan infrastructure law will provide over $210 million in federal funding, with Utah adding another $8 million to bring running water to more of the reservation. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. Fire restrictions are going into effect across public lands this week. State and federal agencies report that prolonged drought and extremely dry vegetation are increasing fire risk in southeastern Utah. So on Thursday, all Bureau of Land Management, Forest Service, National Park Service, State of Utah, and unincorporated private lands will implement tighter restrictions. That means no campfires anywhere, including designated campgrounds. No smoking, except within an enclosed vehicle or building. No metal cutting and no fireworks. We are currently in year eight out of 10 years of drought conditions, um, and it's projected to be dry for the months of June and July, just as dry as it's kind of been in the past. Carl Hunt, spokesperson for Utah's Department of Natural Resources. So, yeah, things are getting drier, things will burn easier, um, and so it's going to take a lot of extra effort on our parts as Utahns to use our fire sense. That's why we call it fire sense. Use that fire sense to prevent these wildfires from starting. He says 70% of Utah wildfires are human-caused. Earlier this year, Utah's interagency partners launched a fire sense campaign to raise awareness about prevention. Hunt says little things can really make a difference, like pulling trailer chains off the ground to prevent sparks on the roadside, not parking a hot car on dry grass, and of course, paying attention to fire restrictions. This week's tighter measures are coming close to the one-year anniversary of the Pack Creek Fire in the LaSalle Mountains. The 9,000-acre blaze was caused by an abandoned campfire in the Pack Creek Day Use area. Around 500 firefighters contributed to its containment, it cost nearly $10 million to fight and damaged nine homes. That's the thing that we want to get out for people to understand is that, you know, a small fire can turn into a big raging wildfire, especially in these dry conditions that we currently have. To find more on fire restrictions and the entire interview with Hunt, who was a recent guest on This Week in Moab, check the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. Leaders from the Navajo Nation, the federal government, and the state of Utah signed a water rights agreement on Friday. Rocky Mountain Community Radio's Lucas Brady-Woods reports. 
The agreement is called the Navajo-Utah Water Rights Settlement, and it affirms the Navajo Nation's right to use more than 81,000 acre-feet of water annually from the San Juan River. The agreement also includes $200 million from the federal government and $8 million from the state of Utah for funding water infrastructure on the reservation. The water rights agreement was approved by Congress in 2020. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland says the agreement and investments will help the Navajo Nation, quote, design and build appropriate water projects that will address current and future water needs. Nearly half of the households in the Utah portion of the Navajo Nation do not have indoor plumbing. The federal funding included in the agreement is being provided through the bipartisan infrastructure law. It's part of the $2.5 billion Indian Water Rights Settlement Completion Fund, which aims to help deliver long-promised water resources to tribes. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Cortez, Colorado. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, May 30th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.